If I look back at my life, I want to have the least amount of regret is the thing I'd like most in my life. And I use this quote from Keanu Reeves a lot because it's very important. And Keanu Reeves is a very spiritual, he's my spiritual guide. <laughs> he said something and I think it was like on Conan O'Brien or something. And he was interviewed and he's like, well, what do you think happens when you die? And he said, I don't know what happens when you die, but I know that the people that loved you will miss you. That's, that's it. We found it. That's it. But nothing else matters. The people that love you will miss you, and then you did good. Welcome to the Virgin Active Minds podcast by Virgin Active, where we dive deep into conversations with the best and the brightest minds in the health and well-being world. If you've got questions about health, exercise, or any dimension of well-being, we've got the answers one expert at a time. I'm Mark Cito, your host, because I love all things well-being. From exercise, work, relationships, and going deep inside our minds, I'm here to explore it all with you. This is what they came for. Welcome to part two of my chat with Anula Myberg. Now, if you haven't had a listen to part one yet, then I would recommend going back a week, checking out part one first, and then rejoin us for part two. Otherwise, here we are. I like what you said around moving joyously. Yeah, I mean, I find if you move with joy and you're doing some variant of Pilates or whatever, and it could be like a fusion class or whatever it is that you're doing, it's like you're going to see results, quote unquote, way faster in my opinion than when you do something you dread. And so talking to how this makes you feel over trying to make a perfect shape or sculpt that perfect muscle. Did I feel accomplished? Did I feel supported? Did I feel like the teacher really saw me, right? Um, did, you know, I try and make sure that like, you know, everybody gets called by name at least once and everybody gets a correction that's not embarrassing. There's a sense of like, well, do you feel present in this hour because it's literally like not even, it's 45 minutes. Can you be present with the room for 45 minutes, listening to your body and doing like, yeah, I want to do five more. No, I don't. Or I want to lift up higher. Mm, no, I don't. And like, you just do that the entire class. And I feel like if you, if you get into it enough, then you're just as sore as you would be from the other class, right? The other type of cueing. Um, but you leave feeling like, well, that teacher was really happy to see me and that was a lot of fun and we all laughed a lot. And like you leave feeling as if something really fun happened to you, makes you want to come back. And mostly, and, and this is not to offend students, but oftentimes students really just remember the last thing you did at the end of class. Like nobody really remembers like the meat of the class and can recite it back to you. It's like, and then we did a bridging sequence, like right at minute, you know, 25, like nobody cares. It's sort of like everybody cares how they feel when it's over. Like in the middle of it, it's like, did you do a bridge? Did you do a push up? I don't think anybody logs that into memory. But they'll remember if you if they left and they were like, man, I can't wait to come back again. That matters. And do you think the, you know, for that sense experience to happen, how much, you know, how much connection is needed with the teacher? Depends, right? Um, I think that pandemic changed my 
opinion on this a lot. Um, I was one of those teachers in, you know, 2020 who didn't have an online platform. You know, I was like in person, uh, but I definitely wasn't a consumer of online Pilates. And I certainly didn't want to teach online. Like it didn't interest me. And um, the first day of lockdown, I'm in my studio apartment in Pittsburgh and a friend calls me and they're like, we're doing an online thing, you know, and you should come and teach with us. And I'm like, "Ugh, this thing's going to be over in two weeks. And then I have to teach this online class forever. I'll be stuck with this stupid <laughs> online class I have to teach now. Joke is on me, right? I'm still teaching that goddamn class <laughs> at the exact same time on the exact same day. And what I did was I decided that um, I'm going to teach the uh, math class at 12 o'clock every single day of the week. And I taught the same, and you, it was like so consistent and you knew it was going to be at the same time every single day. And I have to tell you that classes have never been more well attended in my entire life than like kind of establishing the schedule never changed and everybody showed up like a hundred people a day would show up. And it was just like one of those things where I was like, oh, there's there's something really powerful in this online class where even there's so many people where I can't even see all of them in the zoom. Right. But there's a palpable energy that I didn't know existed that you can teach all these humans moving in their personal spaces and they might move in their personal spaces with more abandon and seeing people move with more abandon because nobody's looking at them. But me uh, gave me a new sense of like, here's the joy, here's the secret sauce. You know, because um, somebody, you know, even if you're working with your partner or your dog or something, there's something comforting in the environment that you're in. And you might do things that you wouldn't do if other people were looking at you. And I was like, that's worth it. Here we go. We can rock and roll now. You know, I can't put my hand on you like I used to, but I can. um you can listen to my words. And at some point I even stopped demoing. Like I used to demo everything. And then I was like, you know, what's really going to be cool if you just did it because you listened closely versus looking up at the screen. Like now you even more abandon because you don't even have to like check in with anything. Cause you're only listening to me and to yourself. And that's it for 45 minutes. Not your whole life, you know, but you chose 45 minutes to listen to me telling you this shit I want you to do. And then you decide if that sounds like a good idea. It's almost a world apart from what's happening in most traditional spaces face to face. Right. Like it's totally this other thing. Like it's like you have a moment to listen to yourself and be like, do I want to do seven more push ups? Cool. I'm going to listen to what my arms are saying right now. And that's so powerful you know you don't have to do things you don't like to do and i think the pandemic really you know one of the like the catchphrases is stop doing shit you hate Mm. stop doing it like stop if you hate it do something you like right uh and i found a way to like teaching online is sort of like my wraparound where like it's something that i dreaded and hated and two years later it's like I can't even imagine going back into a studio. Like, I just, I can't get there yet. I'm not ready yet. 
Did you meet many new students through the online process? And do you think that those people are, you know, with that abandon and safe space? Yeah, I'm lucky enough to have um, a presence in the Pilates uh, sphere. So it, it, it cuts down on a lot of like seeking out people. Because when you have maybe like a bit of a reputation or experience, then people seek you out more, right? So like a lot of people who have been, let's say, really eager to work with me, got an opportunity to do it online. Uh, And people in a lot of, I I teach a lot of different countries and uh, different time zones. So I feel like I became more accessible to people that wanted access answer your question was there a lot of new students i didn't have to convert anybody and if anybody came to class and like was like what the hell was that they definitely didn't come back again (laughs) i I remember i was teaching this lady and um for some reason she came to my class instead of her regular teacher because her regular teacher was away and she and she recommended my class which was a big mistake uh, don't don't recommend my class to your students who like r- like regular Pilates. And then she shows up, and I'm like, okay, here's the thing. This is what we do here, and you could just see that it's like not for her. It's not what she gets usually, and it's not fun for her. <laughs> you know? And she didn't come back, and that's okay because you can't be for everybody. Uh, but you could see the you could see exactly what you're what you we're talking about, which is. Uh, my expectation is that we're going to do Pilates and you're making me like first, like feel my ribs for 20 minutes, you know? And I'm like, sometimes you got to feel your ribs. Which talks to, you know, the, and it's been part of what you've been saying, this whole discussion around there's different people for different styles, different teachers, but it seems like the diversity within the teaching group, the marketing within fitness is not there yet to meet possibly everybody not by long shot not by what's available to consume right now um not like there's a heck of a lot of like super biased and like super racist shit out there that should be um you know redacted um i was reading a teacher training manual somebody sent me their teacher training manual and it it said in um to the the female teachers and this is like must be like reprinted for so long but they never took it out where it's like it's it's a good idea or best practices is to always wear a face full of makeup so people can see you at your best when you're teaching this is in a manual that you know like some some people are getting right now and they're like flipping through it and like the teacher's like sorry about that and i'm like no it's actually not a it's it, like we're done like it's not sorry about that time mm-hmm. it's the like tear that part out or reprint this fucking book you can't tell women to wear makeup in your teacher training manual or present yourself at your best you know always have like long luxurious hair like what are you talking about but that's real that's still like right this minute somebody's Somebody's graduating this program this year. And speaking of that, why are we not seeing as many people of colour in class and especially moving to become a teacher or a coach? Well, again, it's a money thing, right? Like you're thinking, well, who has money, right? Because you got to have pretty nice expendable income 
to have a robust Pilates practice. It's very difficult to do Pilates on a budget. <laughs> it is, you know, it's, it's not, it's not like, Oh, a, you know, donation class like they would in a yoga studio or uh, pay what you can or sliding scale. None of those things are uh, popular. So it, there's a minimum that you need to be able to provide. And I think that the very racist and old assumption is that this white affluent blonde lady is where the money is. So I'm going to market to her. Uh, and it's just old thinking. Like it's just old, like it's like watching Mad Men and like doing cigarette commercials, you know, and you're like, at the time, yes, right? Like you're trying to sell some cigarettes. This is how you're going to do it. But like we're like we know that we can't sell cigarettes anymore. They're really really bad for you. Why are we making a commercial for it? Mm. Like to me it's sort of like um the the Pilates advertising, you know, really links into diet culture. Uh, there's like a hard link between uh, Pilates teachers and people who think they are also nutritionists when they are not. There's like a scope of practice issue there, right? So you'll, so there's a lot, used to be a lot of like, for me, going to class and it would be like, oh my God, you lost so much weight. You look amazing. You know, like that would be like something that would happen. Uh, where today I would say we, we can't talk to people like that. Like, I can't, I can't look at you, make a judgment and then tell you what I think. Maybe like I was really sick. Like you can't compliment my weight loss and you can't reprimand my weight gain. And, um, you know, the, the, I think the widest, most popular, most elegant Pilates teacher working today, we had this conversation and she was telling me about how, you know, she, she had gained 10 pounds. Then that was really, that was really difficult for her. It was a difficult time. Uh, and when she was doing her Pilates, because of the new folds that her 10 pounds created on her body, Pilates became painful. You know, she was doing side bending and there were folds there that weren't there before. And now I can really relate to you. She was like, she was telling me how, you know, like I can really relate to what it's like to do Pilates on a larger body. It must be really hard. And I was like, we can never speak again. <laughs> like, like all due respect, you are an icon. You are iconic in the Pilates universe, but we can never speak again. We cannot. Like we are not in the universe of each other. <laughs> you can't say that out loud and that's where uh that generation is and that generation is the teacher trainers that generation is the people that are in the manuals and then like a whole new generation needs to like take come in and just be like just wipe this all clean and can we go back to like mr pilates times where you know like you trained your neck to pick your neck up and there were like 700 neck exercises, you know, um, you were allowed to feel your back muscles because you were using your back a lot. And there were like a thousand back exercises for your lumbar, you know, and then like, and I just want to go back to like the simplicity of it. It was more like Pilates is for literally every single body that's in the literature in return to life, which is one of the 
the the major books of that we have in the Pilates world. We don't we're not a very robust. Uh, Mr. Pilates didn't have a lot of writings that are left. So Return to Life and Your Health are the major books. And neither one of them talks about strengthening the abdomen. There's no like, everything comes from the core, you should always use your core. Like, that's not part of the messaging. The messaging is every single person in the world should do Pilates to feel good. Mm. That's like, way louder than anything. He wasn't like an anatomist. He wasn't like rectus above all else, or let's get to the multifidi. Like that wasn't the deal. You know, the deal was roll up as far as you can, roll back down and then do that five times and then like leave. You know, it, w- it wasn't so emotionally packed. Mm. You know, It was like, everyone's welcome here. And, you know, it's so much so that the Alvin Ailey dancers took the back elevator to Mr. Pilates studio and they worked out next to the Chanel wearing, you know, ladies who lunch side by side. And there was no bullshit. <laughs> We're all just here doing Pilates, you know? And I'm like, why, where did, like, where's that? It's uh, To me, it looks like a lot of people doing the exact same thing. Uh, with a lot of choreography, which is nice, but it's a lot of, it's like a lot of very, um, what I call decorative movement. Now we're going to do this flourish of the hand at the end. And I'm like, what? but this banker doesn't need to do that. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't need to be elegant in the reformer. He's just a banker guy and he wants to get a really good movement experience. And it's not just for stretchy ladies. I think a lot of dudes that I teach of a certain generation are like, ah, I'm doing my stretch class today. And it's fine. And it's okay to like feel like you're in a stretch class because, you know, um, flexibility is relative. And I'm asking for a lot, right? Um, And that's fine to feel that way, but you're welcome here anyway. You don't need to feel like you need to be a certain way to show up. And I feel like the messaging is you need to look a certain way to show up in the studio. Look at everybody in the studio. They're all really cute. No one's weird looking. And the men are also off to the side if there's men there. Yeah. If they're doing anything, if they're doing something like like a pull-up, you know, like the only men can do really well uh, are usually what, they, what they're featured doing. Uh, and the ladies are doing something like a split. And I'm just like, you're confusing what's going actually going to happen in this room. Most of the time people aren't doing splits and most of the time they can't pull themselves up and we're here to help them to do those things. Right. But like the reality isn't that it looks like a ballet recital in here. It's more like you're going to come in, you're going to be yourself. I'm going to be myself. Hopefully we have chemistry, right. Which is always a luck of the draw. And, um, and then like kind of take it from there and there's no expectation. There's no, I, people show up to class and they have no expectation that they're going to do one goddamn thing, right? If they do a bonus, <laughs> but they could just lie there for an hour too. That's okay. And just listen or do one bridge. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the, I've seen people do that. I'm like, then you aced it, you know, like mm-hmm. you did the class for you and you're not lazy. And I know I'm doing something right. And here's something for all Pilates teachers. You know you're doing it right. If students start sending you videos of themselves doing things and asking you um, if if they're like, you know, 
how their form is or you know are they on the right track like somebody's working on going into a high bridge right and they'll send you a video of their progress and i'm like now we're like you're thinking about this outside of the one hour that we work together it's part of your life you're thinking about what's good for your body you're practicing a movement you're you're done you know what i mean you like Pilates then like you don't need me anymore and the goal is to be completely dispensable the goal is that people can do pilates without me mm-hmm. right like it should be the case that especially if you have a reformer in your house that at some point you can either put like the like the sound of me talking to you on and just do it or just like do your own routine at some point your own mat work routine at some point you don't need to wait for me to be available to move So I think that there's like that dispensable feeling where I'm like I'm completely dispensable to you now. We're on the right track. You know where to find answers for your own body without me. That means I taught you something. And teaching people things isn't necessarily just teaching people things, is it's teaching them where to find answers. It's not only about the answers, do you know? Like knowledge isn't knowing everything, it's knowing where to look. Mm-hmm. right and i think that's aristotle or something <laughs> like it's not about like i i don't have all the answers for everything but i know who to ask and not and not the power that i want to like give my student right to be like okay like i can't figure out this shoulder bridge thing but i know what i need to practice to get there and i don't need to talk you through it step by step every single time you have accumulated knowledge and now you know where to look inwards to find some answers for your movement problems quote unquote they're not movement problems right but they're like they are like movement problems right like rolling like a ball here's here's the the problem i want you to roll continuously <laughs> and then pause <laughs> find this the movement solution you know and that's how i pose it you know it's like we're going to roll up the, and instead of going like okay like pick your one bone up at a time it's more can you touch your toes from where you are right now get there and then return from where you were and it's like it's like factual you know and it doesn't have um this sort of like measurement of success or failure it the measurement is I need to find a solution to the movement problem that Anula just gave me for me. The solution sometimes is my back doesn't allow me to roll up so I know my modification. Uh the solution is I don't know how to do that yet. Let me learn. The solution can be how do I make this more challenging for myself because I'm in in not kind of mood, right? I'm going to grab a hand weight, make this difficult. Like that's teaching. anybody can be a pilates teacher the same way anybody can be a math teacher learning how to teach pilates is a a huge business right it's a huge industry of students coming out of these teacher training programs but what they they're missing is oftentimes how to teach versus how to instruct and that comes with experience. Uh and I knew very early on that I wanted to teach people how to do things and I have very little interest in instruction. So there's a lot of negative space in class, which is also weird. And especially when it's online, it's like is it is the internet out, you know? <laughs> But I'll do it. I'll just like you don't need me for this. 
you're all doing it and you have five more. It's trust. I trust them to listen to themselves and they trust me that I wouldn't ask them to do something. I didn't believe they could. Hmm. Well, there's empowerment in that, right? Like you're giving this opportunity for power. In their way, right? Like Mm. whatever your limitation is, there's a way for you to do a gesture that works for you. And I trust that if after I teach it to you, you will use it. Mm. For those students out there that have, uh, just people out there that this conversation is speaking to, as in, Yes, that's been my previous experience. Why couldn't have someone spoken to me like that? Um, what should they do now? Research, right? You are every single person with an internet connection is spoiled for choice now. You have so many options to do your due diligence and find the joyous movement you deserve. And it might not even be Pilates. You know, like I tell this to people all the time, like this might not be the thing that gives you joy. You might really like swimming. That sounds good, you know, because all movement is good movement. There's no such thing as bad movement. Um, And the only the, the thing that I'm trying to refine now is not only is all movement good movement, there's no such thing as like bad gesturing with your body. Right. How do we try and pinpoint and be really specific on what is joyous for you. And you have so many options. Like you can take a kettlebell class online anytime, you know, like you can do one-on-ones with a contortionist and learn about crazy flexibility, right? Like you could do all, you could do master classes on everything. So why not work a little bit and, take a few more classes with a few more teachers and see what, see what's out there. And it doesn't even have to be Pilates. Like we used to be limited to the, like what we could drive to or walk to, but we aren't now. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you want more than anything else in this life? Mm, That's a really good question. Um, Probably the thing that I would want most is like, If I look back at my life, I want to have the least amount of regret is the thing I'd like most in my life. I want to be on my deathbed and look back and just be like, how many things can I like not have regretted? That would be a priority. And I, and I use this um, quote from Keanu Reeves a lot because it's very important. And Keanu Reeves is a very spiritual, he's my spiritual guide. <laughs> and he said something, and I think it was like on Conan O'Brien or something. And he was interviewed and he's like, well, what do you think happens when you die? And he said, I don't know what happens when you die, but I know that the people that loved you will miss you. Aww. And then I was like, that's, that's it. We found it. That's it. But nothing else matters. Mm. The people that love you will miss you. And then you did good. Mm. That is a beautiful way to finish. Thank you so much. It's been a really awesome chat, Anula. I really, really enjoyed this. Well, thank you for letting me monopolize. No problem at all. And where can people find you if they want to reach out, connect with you? Um, Instagram is the best. It's just the easiest way. Just and it's it's Anula Myberg, and you can easily find it, and you can see um, what classes look like, and my sense of humor, 
and my priorities. Um, and if anything, it'll be entertaining for those reasons. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for spending your evening with us. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much for pressing play today. I hope you've enjoyed this chat with Anula and I. If you're loving this podcast, then we would love it if you could tell a friend, maybe a family member, and give us a rating on Apple or Spotify. Until next time, bye for now.